I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because these women are not ugly. They just don't fit into the image of perfection that people have associated with the women that they consider to be deserving of love. We need to take a step back almost and really ask ourselves, how do we actually treat women irrespective of what they look like? Yeah. Why is it that when you say patriarchy, people think you're saying men? Oh, and you know, and not a system. It feels like everybody is trying to operate and re-perpetuate power dynamics Good. where they're on top and it's Good. tiring. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether it's only pretty girls that deserve nice things let's get into i'm very excited for this one the to has been hot Mm. over not just one not two but potentially three controversies the trifecta trifecta of controversy boy oh boy before we get into all of the juiciness associated with that we do have a few housekeeping bits and pieces that we'd like to you know we need to we need to keep our house tidy very fun thing in this community the first is we want to say an actual real-time thank you to everyone that has supported us everyone that came out for the tms live in london show the supporting sisters the partners the sponsors just everybody because obviously we recorded our last episode ahead of time just to make sure that you know the sisters could still get an episode even whilst we were in the midst of everything However, now we're on the other side. Dang, you guys are real. (laughs) First and foremost, it was such a privilege seeing everybody's face in person, up close, up in our business. And it's given us so much hope and so much just faith in this sisterhood that we Mm. are cultivating. So sisters, from the bottom of our hearts, Thank you so, so much. Yeah. We love you guys. It was actually such an honor and a privilege to meet all of you guys. My voice is still recovering from (laughs) this week and this weekend's shenanigans. Um, But it has been honestly so overwhelming in the best way um 400 of you in rio cinema and the love was so real i think one of the greatest highlights of this and whenever anyone asks like how do you guys feel there was the fact that we knew okay yeah you guys came to support us and we love you for that you guys are riders but also you came to support each other you came to meet each other you came to connect with each other and the love in that room from and to every single person was insane and like all we can do is say thank you thank you for embodying the culture of sisterhood so well um for being so open so encouraging so supportive of each other and ah ladies you all look so beautiful oh my gosh the beauty and i guess we're going to be talking about that in this episode but just i want to affirm all of you the beauty in that room was beyond what could be imagined or described and so thank you just thank you for being there thank you for everyone who came from far and wide to all our sponsors our partners supporting sisters our publishers everyone who helped make that day happen 
we are eternally grateful. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And it's great that you actually mentioned publisher because... Well, 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 Word well, on the... Well. I can't even say the street. The highway, okay, <laughs> is the TMS book is now out for pre-order. Our UK girlies stand up. Our international sisters, United States, Canada, South Africa, Kenya, all of you guys, don't worry. Yeah. We've got the links coming for you. Yes. We know that you can pre-order using the UK link, but... The cost is going to be costing. Yeah, we we want to make sure that this is actually affordable for you yeah. guys and you get it in a timely manner. Yeah. So we'll be announcing um, those specific links in the coming weeks. Keep your eyes peeled and don't worry. We have not forgotten you. In fact, I hope this is going to pressurize some of our... Hi, Miss Mireille. Hello, the rest <laughs> of the team. At the international girls are. They've been on, on next. our next, on our next. But honestly, thank you to our publishing team. We're so, so excited to, yeah. you know, give you guys this gift from us because really it was such a beautiful process writing this it book. Really and we've already started seeing like the proofs and everything of this being a oh, real book. Yeah. Um, so please, please, please support us, support this community, support the sisterhood by pre-ordering your book. Yeah. And I know there's some hidden brothers that are listening to this too. You can still buy the book, please. In fact, buy it. Please do. In fact, by please it. do. You can gift it to anybody. And shout out to all the ladies who have already bought the book. When we gave that announcement last week, you guys were riding tap, out, tap, even tap. at the live show. And we appreciate it so much. Like, we have poured our hearts out into writing this book. But to see you guys purchasing it really means the world to us. Like Renee said, we've gotten the proofs. And it's crazy to see the beginning stages of the book. Right. But let me tell you something. The final version of that book is about to look crazy. Like mm -hmm. absolutely the hardback. Like I can't, I just can't wait. I just can't wait to hold it and for you guys to hold it. So yeah, grab it. The link is in the description. It's also in the show notes. It's in every one of our bios. Go and grab it. Go and grab it, please. Go and grab it. <laughs> and as an incentive for the UK girlies in particular, ah. the Vision 22 challenge of November is if you pre-order that book and let us know there about it, go. you might just get that 100 GBP, especially with Christmas around the corner. Yeah. Black Friday is almost here. Yeah. It might be a good idea to invest in that book. So definitely would recommend and then the last thing that is on our housekeeping announcements mm. is the tms experiences Yay. we are outside <laughs> i sounded so tired i am guys genuinely honest to god oh, that was so there's funny. so much i want to give you but my body is like listen ho <laughs> you've been putting us through so much um i'm down bad but you know what thank you for all your prayers and your well wishes but the tms experiences even if this is the last thing i say with this good voice of mine the tms experiences now. girls we are outside this is not a drill this is not even the first draft okay did somebody say tms in new orleans mm -hmm. hello for essence festival hello, somebody hello hello good morning I said S's. Ninor, Ninor. <laughs> we are going to be in the United States. The United States. At Essence Fest. And girls, we cannot do, cannot wait to make all our girls trip dreams come true right. with you all. And then the girls are flying over to Bali. <laughs> you know the places where you can hear the birds. I'm we are going to Indonesia, baby. Absolutely. We are going to the tropics. Let's go. If you want to come with us, you could just sign up. And... And the Pièce de Résistance. Oh, Lord knows it was. February 2024. <laughs> South African sisters were coming. 
we're there, okay? <sighs> live show and all. Not only is this a girl's trip, it's a live show. We are in SA, baby. Bring your spoils for the dinner. What? <laughs> Bring your And spoils. that's just international experiences. We've got some national experiences. Tell me more. On. Tell me more. Did somebody say a summer fun day out? Yes. When the sun comes back to this London, Goodness. we are going to be outside having a good old time. More details about that are going to follow. But even when the sun goes and the moon comes, we're still going to be outside okay does somebody say tms winter weekender okay we are doing a staycation for the girls in november next now. year that is the 2020 that is a 2023 slash 2024 calendar for you guys um and we need you to register your interest now a little birdie on the streets oh, on the admin team I mean. told me that we already have about 600 plus of you guys registered about to reach 700 plus of you registered uh so (laughs) with haste go to that description go to the show notes find the link to register your interest for any one of those trips that i just described so that we know which one you've got your eye on okay it's gonna be simple to apply but it's gonna be quick And so you have to, to move. You have to move with intent. You know, we speak about intentionality on there this podcast. Go. Baby, you got to be intentional about go. these trips because you're, you might have to fight. Man. You might have to there's fight. There's so much happening at TMS HQ. Right. Like, who would have thought two years into starting this podcast that we'd be out here talking about all this? It's just been 24 months. 24 months. We give God all the glory. Year three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. But without further ado, let us kickstart and jump into the episode. Yeah. And in true TMS fashion, we'll be starting with a ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. All right. Let us get into it. Hey, sisters. Hey, my love. This year has been infinitely better after discovering TMS. Aww. Thank you for being the sisters. The, thank you for being the sisters, advice givers and role models. So many of us need to see more of. Oh, I did pay her to say these it's things, by pleasure. the way. Thank you. I have been such a huge fan of the show since hearing your episode on discipline at the beginning of the year. Oh, nice. After listening to it, I made the commitment to myself that this year was the year that I was going to do my best to overcome a number of health challenges I have been facing, Mm. specifically hormonal acne, severe menstrual pains and chronic back pain. Mm. The problem is after nearly a year of consistently devoting time and energy to trialing different things, committing to ongoing treatment and a healthy lifestyle, I've made little to no progress in the first two areas. Mm. These ongoing health challenges get me down emotionally as the acne is distressing and the menstrual pains inhibit me from going about my daily life. So the question I'd love to hear your thoughts on is this. What advice do you have to keep motivated and committed to your goals when there is little correlation between your investment and your desired outcome? Mm. Thanks so much. That's so such a good dilemma man and i'm so sorry that this is something that you're experiencing as somebody who has experienced um pcos and the men that the issues that that can cause to your menstrual cycle as well and the pain that that can cause you i my heart goes out to you sister we'll get through this for sure um so the first thing i would say is Firstly, be compassionate and patient with yourself. Um, Sometimes it can feel with things like this that your body is literally sabotaging you. Like Mm. your skin is not cooperating with you. Your uterus is fighting you. And you can just feel like, (laughs) why can I not be at one (laughs) with my body and these different systems um, within it? And I think the first thing is for you to sit down and just have patience with yourself, right? 
you don't deserve this. No one deserves this, but it's happened to you. And I would definitely say take time within every day just to have, just to show yourself some love and some care and some affection. Um, and just to console yourself a bit about the fact that this is what you're going through. Um, so I would start there. Don't be too hard on yourself. Secondly, that feeling of, well, my results aren't really correlating with my investment with a lot of this is kind of like an iceberg effect, which is you've invested all of this and it seems like it's going to waste, but actually it's just building a foundation and we just don't see the peak as soon as we want to, but mm. the peak is coming. The peak can't stand without these foundational things. So whether it's, you know, exploring more about diet, exploring more about, you know, different treatments that may be on offer with you, the more you get educated, the closer you are to actually finding a solution. So this really is a case of being patient. But my third and most practical tip would be, you may need to start consulting more professionals who can really help you get to the root of this issue. I know, especially for, um, I'm, I'm not sure your race, but I know for a lot of women, a lot of black women or ethnic women from ethnic backgrounds, um, our pain and our struggles with certain things often go dismissed by say the National Health Service here in the UK or just medical services anywhere that you go to. I think it's important for us to, I know you've already made this investment, but start you know looking for other professionals who can really walk this journey out with you in the long term, whether it's addressing your skin issues or your menstrual issues, um, who can give you a, a wider range of advice. I know you've probably tried absolutely everything out there, but still keep hope alive. And mm. if when it comes down to feeling motivated, you just have to keep reminding yourself of the vision you have of the woman that you want to be, but more importantly, how you want to feel. Um, please do not think that this pain has to be lived with for the rest of your life. It can probably feel that way and you probably have lost hope towards it, but I guarantee you there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know so many women, including myself, who have experienced a lot of these kinds of challenges and have oftentimes felt like there is absolutely no hope, whether it be, you know, trying to achieve clear skin or just trying to, you know, have a menstrual cycle that isn't crippling you um and I have been able to witness their transformation I'm thinking of people like Makai McDermott Sincerely Owosa on Instagram um they have experienced two sides of that thing mm. and I think it's important to expose yourself to people who have already overcome that hill and use that as a beacon of hope for yourself as well but try and find somebody who can really pay attention to you who will really validate your pain um and also if you can address these feelings in therapy because the results aren't going to happen imminently i know especially with something like um health issues we're always looking for that one pill one cream or that one thing that we can change um we can take that will change everything but that change might not happen overnight and in that meantime, you're going to need somebody that you can talk to about the frustrations that you are feeling. And I think therapy may actually give you an avenue to do that. Um, but continue this journey, continue to walk it out and just bear in mind the woman that you want to be and have hope for her, have hope that she is achievable um, and that she will exist. It's just going to take your continued commitment to this journey and to this cause. And it's unfortunate because a lot of us embark on journeys at the beginning of the year and not everyone's journey, the distance of everyone's journey is not equal. Mm. And I think we get frustrated. It's like nearly the end of the year and I yep, should have achieved yep. these things. I should have marked these things off. It's taking longer than I want it to. 
sometimes that's just the cards you're dealt mm. and it can be so frustrated but sometimes it's not a one-year journey it's a two-year journey it's a five-year journey but if you keep giving up it's always going to take a longer amount of time than it really could um and so be encouraged and have conversations about how you're really feeling be honest about your feelings whether it's towards you know your your reproductive health or your um your skin health and find yourself around people who can also provide you with that support but sis this is a journey and you've already started it and you've already come so so far take I, th I think she said she was working on three points right and she's mm. achieved the third yeah look at that like you, that is a lot to be encouraged by so also take inspiration from the fact that you worked at something and it did work this one's just taking longer but if you stick at it just like the third thing worked these two will work too and we're praying for you and hopefully this podcast will continue to encourage you um but I hope that you you just stay persistent and you stay hopeful how about you oh courtney i was just reminded there of how eloquent a speaker you are ah honestly. even with this stupid voice that God. i have today oh don't worry it was music to my <sighs> ears the velvet the, the dulcet velvet tones of miss courtney's <laughs> voice on this podcast is the gift that keeps giving honestly but no i loved your answer top to bottom like literally mm. i think you covered everything i love the fact that you reiterated the importance of patience mm. and also that the fact that these journeys that we can kind of arbitrarily assign these time periods to sometimes they'll be shorter, yeah. but in other times it will actually require a lot more patience than we thought we'd need Gosh. to actually smash through these goals. Right. And it's the, how do I remain consistent even though I'm not getting the results I want yeah. in the time frame that I've defined. Yeah. It's making peace with the fact that part of process is continuing to be consistent, even when the time frame doesn't align with your initial vision. And it's like many of us kind of are bolstered, by the fact that because we've assigned ourselves this time frame, we can now be consistent. But it's like when you're actually in the face of adversity where it's like things are not working, mm -hmm. then it actually requires you to have a lot more patience with that consistency mm -hmm. and that discipline as well. I think patience, right, is just thinking outside of this, but also thinking more broadly about when we have like goals or when we're trying to achieve something, having the patience with the consistency and discipline mm -hmm. is that's like the the trifecta. Patience, consistent, consistency and discipline, discipline. because your, consist your consistency is amazing. Your discipline is also amazing. But if you don't have the patience to see the results, mm. then it will mean very little in the grand scheme of things. Mm. And I think celebrating the small wins as well, as you mentioned, the third thing that you ticked off of your list, amazing. Like, congrats to you. I know you had the three that you wanted to win with, but even the smaller wins will allow you to really understand and internalize that this is a journey that has smaller wins that lead up to the bigger wins. So congratulations to yourself on that. And I know because it's something that is quite impactful to your daily life, mm. right? And something that can really affect your esteem as well. It really is important to actually pat yourself on the back and give yourself that, that comfort of knowing mm. that at least you're trying. Mm. And sometimes it takes a while to get the direction right in the mm. way, the place that you want to go, right? It's like you're going to an entirely different place. You know, like sometimes you type in, oh, I'm going to this place on Google Maps and Google Maps will give you so many different ways of getting to that same right. destination. There are some ways that are shorter. There are some ways that are longer. But if you don't actually know the terrain very well or the environment very well, you may not know the exact way to go or right. it may be incorrect or there's certain things that you may need to shift to make it a more efficient journey. That's all part of the process, right? Mm. The more that you continue to experiment and the more that you continue to really take stock in how can I get to 
from from um get to b from a the more that you'll actually find comfort in knowing that you're still continuing on that journey and then the last thing that i'll say is this is actually a great opportunity to tap into this sisterhood community this is something that a lot of people deal with right like in terms of menstrual concerns in terms of um skin issues all of Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff this is something that look folks will want to like cap online or in person (laughs) and pretend that we all have like you know the as you were saying, these instantaneous pills to like mm. solve everything in real life. Yo, that is not the truth. At Everyone all. is dealing with something, 100%. right? Um, especially when it comes to being a woman, the fact that our hormonal profile and just to like caveat, because I know there's a lot of people that will listen to this or see clips and be like, women tend to like, not like to take accountability or like defer because we talk. <laughs> Courtney, the way you're looking at me already, but I'll explain, <laughs> yo. There's some comments. I just, I just occasionally, yo, occasionally I see some comments on like our post and I'm just like, you guys are actually committed to misunderstanding women. But the, there's the charge that a lot of women are not actually actively trying because we tend to blame it on things like our hormones or like um, just other things that we're dealing with right now. But, uh, but if our hormones are to blame, or a part of the reason, then surely you would understand. I therein lies the conundrum for mm. me. But alas, um, <laughs> this is not the platform for haters. <laughs> this is not the platform for haters. We're talking to the sisters. So even in terms of that, surrounding yourself with a community of people that really understand it, mm. and actually, you, we're going to use this as an opportunity to say, sisters that are listening in and have dealt with menstrual issues, mm. skin issues, any kind of issues related to your hormonal profile, please, please, please comment chime below, in. chime in either on um, the YouTube comments if you're on spotify apple come over come over to the youtube comments and share maybe your story or some things that may have worked for you um we may also post this as an instagram story or an ig post as well just to crowdfund um some ideas and some solutions this is a resource to you thank you for being part of the sisterhood and we hope that the sisterhood will also help you in finding some kind of solution or at least continue to encourage you to to get to the place that you want to be but sis we're sending so much love (laughs) congrats on your first achievement this is we're in it for the long haul and i'm sure that we will find some kind of solution for you if not right now we're on the journey of getting there so sending you so much love we love you so much thank you for being part of the sisterhood and keep us updated like let us know if you know you connect with a sister in the comments or something or if there's anything further that we can support with um it would be absolutely phenomenal so sending you lots of love Today's topic is Mm. on pretty privilege Mm. and the title being only pretty girls deserve nice things. Now I was going about my merry way on social. (laughs) Minding your business. Minding my business on social media. You know, like the paraphernalia of things that your algorithm puts Mm. together for you. Mm. I love TikTok because I'm just laughing at some ridiculous. You know, but every once in a while, Mm -hmm. somebody you follow or like the algorithm's like, hey. You want to look at some of this BS? Good, but hello, somebody. <laughs> and unfortunately, I was thrust into the woes of the um, TL mm. um, in multiple different directions, actually. And it became clear to me that there was an underpinning sentiment around prettiness right. and privi- privilege. Right. So the first example is I came across a TikTok of a lady who was plus size. Mm. Um, she actually had really pretty features. Mm. Um, and she showed her husband. She makes TikToks of her husband. Mm. But the comment section was ghastly insofar as, 
asking how is it possible that this kind of woman could be right. with this kind of man right. so i was kind of like i saw that and i was like mm, this is bad vibes but let me like mind my business and be moving then i came across another tiktok of a lady um she's a black woman for mm. context the first lady was a white woman oh i think i've seen the first lady and yeah, her, her, with the, and her, her husband, husband is conventionally handsome like right, very right. and yeah, 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 yeah precisely yeah. this the second video was a TikTok of a woman, black woman. She had like her natural hair out. Yeah. Um, she had nail polish, but she had like a little bit of chipping on like right. one finger. Right. And she was basically telling the story of, you know, her husband had flowed her out to, or flewed her out Flewed for, out. Um, just because he loved her. Yeah. And she was just talking about the way that he had lavishly like really showed his appreciation and love for her. But again, the comment section was a ghastly place insofar as we have not just men, but interestingly women kind of being like, how is it possible again that this kind of man or you're, you know, accessing all of these kind mm. of resources and all that kind of stuff, despite looking like this. Mm. And the attention was drawn to her hair. Obviously she had her hair tied up in a natural bun, messy bun-esque. It was kind of like a get your hair together. Right. How come your nails are X, Y, Z. The third strike, Jesus. this wasn't necessarily a strike per <laughs> se, but... The third strike was uh, one YouTuber that I watch occasionally. She's really cool. Steph mm, Co. Mm, shout um, out to you. She talks about like just her experiences dating as a woman in her um, early to late 30s. And she was actually doing a response video to another TikTok video mm. that went viral mm. um, where a woman I thought was like really pretty came on and said, you know, the experiences that she has with like men or like even her friends insofar as them not um you know telling her that she's pretty or anything like that or that she felt like she wasn't getting the response that she wanted from men yeah. like is she like what 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 was she doing wrong right. and then the Steph was um talking about the response to that which was again very very mean which right. is you're unattractive and you should accept that you won't get this kind of man mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> bringing everything together there's a common thread in between all three videos that I saw in like relatively quick succession mm. around why is it that prettiness is attached to a very specific level of resourcing, but also entitlement to love at a particular level. Yeah. It would be good to hear like <laughs> just no, nah, I'm it because I saw those videos. I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm loading. <laughs> But I would love to hear some of your thoughts around like your observations around mm. the way that women who are not necessarily conventionally attractive mm. are treated, mm. but also this notion that a woman's prettiness defined by society yeah. gives her access or entitles her to a certain level of love, affection, yeah. money, even from men yeah. that other women are allegedly not entitled to. So th that's essentially the whole foundation of the, the pretty privileged conversation that people are having, right? People who fit the ideal beauty standard, the conventional idea of beauty and whatever culture you are in, um, they are treated more favorably. And because they are desirable, they are given um, a lot of things that we wouldn't associate with desirability. So I think that's the bit that shocks people and kind mm. of gets them, you know, 
fighting this idea of whether pretty privilege is real because it's like okay yeah we understand how somebody who is conventionally beautiful gets um attention from the opposite sex but how does that branch out into things like opportunities life chances resources respect the way that they're treated dignity things like that um and i think this is a great example of the fact that when people don't consider you to be conventionally attractive whether male or female whether they are sexually attracted to you or not they believe you are not deserving of respect Mm. and i think that's how how that's something that a lot of people are ignorant to um the fact that if you don't consider somebody attractive i think i think there was this study that somebody was talking about recently and i'm paraphrasing it could be completely wrong but they were saying how um there's a scientific study which shows that if a man looks at a woman he considers to be not desirable Mm -hmm. his initial Mm -hmm. response is actually anger like those are the things that are stimulated (laughs) renee when i tell you when i heard that i said somebody pull it up somebody pull it up pull up the study right now but it's out there apparently so there the things that spark off in their their head the receptors are of anger if a woman sees a man that she is not attractive to or considers to be not unattractive she (laughs) her mind responds as if the man's not there like he's completely invisible he doesn't it doesn't stimulate anything like it's Mm. not a it's invisible. Um, and I found that so interesting to see that the way that we respond to people who we are not attracted to is so dehumanizing. Mm. And and it provokes this such extreme responses like mm. anger or just acting like that person does not or should not exist. And I think we've gotten to a place because of the internet where people can really spew out what they are thinking on mass, which is that people who I don't consider to be attractive don't deserve anything they don't deserve happiness they don't deserve love um because the access to these things is beauty Mm. and that's the way society kind of has taught us to view these things you know and it sells us things as a solution and a remedy to this we haven't shied away from this conversation before Mm. we've had it so many times talking about pretty privilege or body confidence or just the industrialization of beauty and i think it's important to note here that a lot of the things that we are sold it's sold to us as a promise of the achievement of these things. So if you want people to give you attention, if you want them to respect you, if you want to be able to command the room, if you want the gaze and the attention of people and the affection of people, you need X, Y, Z. Because there's something, the reason why you haven't received that is because there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And there's something specifically wrong with the way that you present yourself. It's not about your character, your inwards. It's none of that. The reason why you're not receiving attention is because you're not eye-catching enough. And it, it becomes an issue of branding and packaging yourself um and a lot of the products we are sold in the beauty industry the diet the dieting industry the clothing industry is to try and remedy that right um and so because of that the way we have been taught to interact with love Mm. and affection um in this specific case is i need to have achieved certain beauty goals and certain beauty standards before i can be loved and then you find people in the comments of people who have defied that right and are living a complete a different reality or maybe not even as different as people think mm, right mm, mm. and then they come and they spew that thing that they've internalized right it's a it's a lot of projection because you will not see i guarantee Hello, you come on you now. will not see 
that the majority of these people who are saying these comments, you don't deserve this and da 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 da, da like how can he be with you, fit the beauty standard. Oftentimes they don't. And this is a good extension of the conversation we were having last week about misery and misery loving company. Right, right, right. Because oftentimes people have internalized this idea that the reason why I don't have love is because I am not XYZ. I don't look like XYZ. So then when you see somebody who also doesn't fit that, who has achieved it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, this has completely come and destroyed my paradigm. Mm. And I hate this. Like, I, I completely hate this. How can this be? And the overarching question is, how can this be? You know? And it's like, this is not a phenomenon. This is not a unicorn. Right, this is right. somebody who has experienced love. And whilst it may go against society's um, projections and the way that they kind of have conveyed to us that love should play out, that it doesn't make them undeserving. Mm-hmm, it makes mm-hmm. society effed up. And we need to poke at that. Do you get what I mean? And instead of people poking at that, we kind of are like, let's maintain the status quo by demonizing you and making you um, an anomaly. Instead of us to realize, oh, this is actually a symbol of hope. This is actually a symbol of, um, actually, you don't need to fit into the stereotypical mm-hmm, beauty mm-hmm, standard. But mm-hmm. the reason why I say that it may not be as different as people think, I know I've been rambling for a long time. No, girl, you're but given. The reason why I say it's not as different as people think is, those people were still, like you were describing, still in a specific aspect of beauty, right? Like you were saying, like they had pretty features and stuff. It's probably one or two things about mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. that were considered off. And this brings us to a conversation about the absolutely unattainable standard of beauty and the con- continuously moving benchmark of beauty for women. Because these women are not ugly they just don't fit into the image of perfection that people have associated with the women that they consider to be deserving of love absolutely right in order to be deserving of love in order to be deserving of respect you must present yourself as so strategically perfect nails cannot be misplaced you can't smell bad you can't your hair cannot be out of place and it's like actually a lot of times these standards only exist for a certain kind of woman Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate because so many of us have then had to buy in to these things of beauty which allow us to be prim proper presentable in order to just be seen as worthy of not just affection not just people's attention and sex to be sexualized but people's common respect right and that's a huge problem and that's why so many of us are walking around with so much insecurity Mm. because not only does the beauty standard exist it's then being upheld by people who also don't benefit from it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. discouraging Mm. Yeah, how about you? You said you have uh, To be honest, I think, hi guys, um, so the podcast episode is finished. Um, <laughs> I wish you all the best in your endeavors. Go forth, bring forward fruit. Um, Go forth and have prosper. A harvest, yeah, have a harvest <laughs> festival if you like. No, I thought that was, damn, Courtney, you talking about you tired? Oh, really? <laughs> what I'm you tired to... of? You must be tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of all of it, Renee, but I'm, I'm, I'm a always, it. I will always have room. I... <laughs> to address some foolishness best believe i will be on my last breath i will use it to address some some foolery she said i'll be on my you know those uh, memes of folks on their deathbeds what's this before literally i was made for such a wonderful person although i would say some like comments are like shut your mouth right here back resurrected for this very purpose. I can just imagine you up in heaven like having a conversation with Jesus like yo I need to go back down just send me back put me back in swap me in 
but no what i really loved about your just your thoughts there was it was so comprehensive so well thought out and so well articulated because i think what you articulate is thoughts that many of us often have but it's really difficult for us to pull it together in Mm. such a succinct and articulate way right i also love the study that you quoted insofar as the actual reactions i think that's genuinely insane but it's good to actually note how for women aesthetics and beauty is really like currency right and i think that when we talk about and protection no completely because when we think about things like capital and resources we often think of um other kind of like indicators or other kind of like markers of differences in society Mm. right we think about like race we think about class we think about all of these other things and it's weird to put beauty as something within the same remit insofar as a marker of difference because it's something that has affected women so much that it's kind of like a is this a real thing right right? people question the validity of pretty privilege and they question whether this is a real thing but in all of those examples and in examples that many of us have seen in our real life or just coming across the way that women who don't necessarily fit the status Mm. quo behave and are treated it's evident that this is something that's actually really affecting women and it's very interesting because when i think of like social mobility and thinking about like the charge is often that for women for men sorry yeah um the equivalent of pretty privilege is money right wealth status all that kind of stuff it's interesting that social mobility wealth and status is considered a very serious like indicator of difference whereas pretty privilege which is arguably something that affects women more More. so is not considered as a real actual thing yeah so i would argue that but it doesn't just affect women exclusively which i think is also interesting true but sorry go on no no you're totally right it doesn't um affect women exclusively but in terms of disproportionately yes exactly very much exactly um, very very much yeah um affects women yeah. and women across the board right, right? you've whatever race you are whatever yeah. um social class you are wherever you're from right there is some semblance of beauty aesthetics pretty right. privilege that denotes how much respect access to resources and it's really interesting because we often think it's such a complicated and nuanced conversation right mm. because just because you're pretty doesn't always mean that you're protected in specific contexts, right. right? There are charges of, you know, listening to um, women that are deemed as like conventionally attractive, yeah. right? Folks don't necessarily take it seriously, but there is also that element of folks are treating me well, but yes. folks are also treating me inappropriately right. because I'm pretty. I was so literally it really just watching a TikTok about this, like before we started recording of a girl saying that. that she has like that BBL look. Right, right, right. right. And how um, she knows that she's an object of men's desires, Precisely. but she'll never be an object of a man's affection, like love. And I was like, rah, we, I, everyone's going through it. We're it? all going through At least she got a big bum look at, to console you. I, I mean, mean <laughs> I mean, and it just is so fascinating because it's not to say that all the pretty girls out there or like living their best lives even though to an extent they are but i think what i really loved about your answer was let's actually stop looking at the women and the extremities of pretty and ugly Mm. and let's pull in and actually inspect what is society causing us to do and behave towards women in ways that are actively inappropriate on both ends of the spectrum so for the babes that are like considered conventionally unattractive it's like unworthy of respect Mm, mm, mm. anger oh that one man them are gonna hear from me i'm gonna find that study i'm gonna pull it up yeah (laughs) anger from men Mm. general like disrespect Mm. and then on the other side of things you've got very very attractive women and it's like 
yes, you're given like access to money, resources, but you're also an object of sexual gratification right, all the time, right. especially when you're fitting into those kind of models of um, beauty. Mm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you are protected because there are a lot of instances or a lot of places that mm. when women do fit into that conventionally attractive or they're extremely attractive, they're usually given the one up because they're pretty and because a lot of people want to sleep with them and all that kind of right. stuff. So I think it's actually, we need to take a step back almost and really ask ourselves, how do we actually treat women irrespective of what they look like yeah. or what they're like they're, they're striving to be? Yeah. I'm sure that on the pretty side, most people are looking towards it like, okay, at least I'd rather be treated in that way, right. which is fair. And right. actually we have to hold space for that conversation. Yeah. But I think also it's worth like really inspecting, guys, how are we treating women full stop period in all of these cases? And why are we actually treating them this way there because of the way that they look there we go how insane it's is that? crazy and that's like one of the core tenets i guess of the feminist discussion right which is why are women so tied to how they look and their worth and their value crazy attached to how how they look and i think it's so interesting that women often are, are receivers of such disrespect unless there is something that makes you distinct mm -hmm. whether it's your beauty or actually a person's benefit from you, both men and women, right? If somebody benefits from you, they're more inclined to treat you better. So if a woman has amassed, you know, an amount of capital um, in any area, mm. so whether it be financial, social, anything like that, people are more likely to kind of be like, oh, you're not the prettiest, but girl, you're changing the world, you know? And so we're going to latch onto you like that. Mm. But it's, it's kind of like a, what do you give? And I think it's interesting why I brought up the whole men aspect of this is because I think men also do not benefit from this. I think a lot of men can attest to the fact that if you're not the, you know, six foot plus with abs, clear skin, you know, looking sharp, all of that, you're often ignored by women as that study kind of showed, you know, mm -hmm. you're ignored, right? You're not spoken to, or you're kind of dubbed to the friend zone or people won't even give you a chance to show your personality X, Y, Z. Mm. I think the difference between men and women, and this is why men get frustrated when women start having the pretty privilege conversation is they just chuck it up to you. The game is the game. And then they just improve themselves. And that's how you get the whole like Kevin Samuels high value man conversations where it's like, just get better. You know, the status quo is the status quo. What side of the field do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the winning team or do you want to be on the losing team? Whereas with women, we're kind of having this conversation of, this goalpost is forever shifting, right? And our beauty standards are a lot tighter, it feels like, Honestly. than because we don't have the grace of other forms of capital also having as much value as beauty, mm. right? So whereas a guy can be like, you know what, I'm not, look at Rick Ross. I ain't gonna try and fit into this, but I can build up my capital in an area which is considered more important, which is money, right? Whereas with women, it's like, no, this is the one thing people oh, want us oh, to have, hello. right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I do think it's it's worth having that that nuanced conversation about the fact that I don't think we can criticize women mm. too much. We can criticize society a lot, but the women themselves for deciding, I just want to be on the winning team. Mm. The game is the game, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. And I think I, for a long time, I would speak personally, I did have an issue with that because it's like, why would you give in? And da, 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 da. But you know what? Life is hard. Oh. Life is really, really hard. And people treat you like crap. Like, no, <laughs> it's so far like as a, as somebody who is like, you know, I'm plus size, I'm really tall, I'm dark skinned. I'm very hard to miss as a person. And yet I'll be out with my friends and it's like, people act like I just don't, 
if I didn't have the big personality that I had, mm. I would just go completely unnoticed, right? Um, and I think it's interesting when I speak to other women, like in the sisterhood and just in life, where they're like, I feel the same way because I'm not convention- conventionally pretty for a specific reason. And I think the reason why people have such a visceral response to the pretty privileged conversation is it's kind of like, uh, lick your wounds, get over it, improve yourself. And it's like, how long are we going to be caught in that rat race of feeling unworthy and then having to go through very rigorous or often dangerous procedures, mm-hmm, processes, mm-hmm. journeys, which um, give us the illusion of achieving perfection and give us the promise of achieving a f- perfection, but actually we're just chasing a moving goal post. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. how long are we actually going to allow ourselves to run in that cycle? And how long will we go without problematizing the mm-hmm, fact that we shouldn't mm-hmm. be in the cycle in the first place? And really and truly, like, no one's telling you who you should love. No one's telling you, you know, a- attraction doesn't matter. But I actually think if people thought of it more, what they call it, critically, right. they would realize that actually you probably are attracted to people like this. People like this, uh, people like this, dare I say, are attractive, but you're you're stopping yourself from being attracted to certain people or seeing certain people as attractive because you're so in bondage to this beauty standard which has been fed down your throat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and has given you this idea that if I achieve it, I've achieved this level of exceptionalism, which will always be a kudos to me, right, you know? Right, and right, I don't right. want to let go of that privilege, whether it be white privilege, class privilege, whatever it may, passport privilege, People start to be like, no, that's not real because it's like, yeah, because it's it's a threat to you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, it means you uh-huh, have to relinquish uh-huh, something uh-huh. by people letting you know you ain't all that great. You ain't all that <laughs> great. You ain't all that great. No, I absolutely love what you said. And what I was actually thinking about in the back of my head was this notion of like confidence as mm. well, right? One of the comments or like the backhanded like compliments mm. that I often hear from folks that are, you know, comfortable with themselves. Yeah. In this case, the three women in question, yeah. well, the two women in question is, oh my goodness, you're so confident. Oh, oh don't we know it? And it's just like, I could be sick. Why is it? I love the fact that you talked about exceptionalism. And I think, again, it links to the conversation we had last week insofar Mm. as what do we normalize? And why is it that some of our like goals or the things that we are secretly striving for, when we see others attain it, Mm. we have to chalk it down to this is an exceptional case or this is something that I couldn't achieve. And whenever I hear that like backhanded compliment of like, you must be so confident or how did you get to a place? Well, some people mean it actually genuinely like, oh, I wish I was like, you know, confident like that. But there are some folks who are kind of like a, the tonality is there in so far as it's like a how it's more of a how How dare you you? right how do you have the audacity to to go out and pursue or seek out some form of happiness that doesn't align with their understanding of what you should have or what you're entitled to because of how you look and i just think it's interesting how there's just that sliding scale of projection right Mm. and i think a lot of people are not aware of how much they project those internalized standards Which leads me on to internalized misogyny. Yeah. So one of the things that disappointed me as a sister, (laughs) I feel like such an auntie now because of this whole sisterhood community. Coming to reprimand. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But I think what makes me sometimes quite sad, and it's actually happened to us on a couple of um, occasions where Mm -hmm. we actually have sisters who will say something and it's kind of like, this didn't do what you this think didn't it would. do what you think it would but yeah. particularly those that are 
yeah, we, we call them the pick me's. But those that are, I mean, that's what they are. But those that come and genuinely spew hateful comments or say something about aesthetics mm. or something about looks mm. that isn't necessarily intended to build, but genuinely intended to break down or uphold patriarchal norms um, in some way. So you'll see like women who actually attack other women, yeah. like you look to this or you don't look good here. Or like even in thinking about the um, the aesthetics of babe in TikTok number two, natural hair, nails are chipped mm. lots of people kind of criticizing her for not having that quintessential baddie look of mm. like the long weave or like the done nails or the eyelashes and stuff like that who <laughs> i feel like i was doing an oprah you moment there. So yeah. in your oprah bag <laughs> <laughs> who or who <laughs> um i think there's conversations to be had there insofar as like whom is Mm. I was just waiting to drop that. Who did you hear that? Who? Um, who do we need to hold accountable for that internalized misogyny? Mm. And how can we, as a sisterhood community and as women, how can we move forward? Or yeah. how can we like educate folk? How can we like do practical things that prevent a folks from you know having those kind of thoughts and yeah. you know um articulating those kind of thoughts like that but i think also for us as like content creators who are on the other side and sometimes actually on the receiving end of these kind yeah. of comments occasionally yeah. how do we also like how do we do this man how do we do this because i think people forget that folks are human you know and you know what that's the thing about the commodification of women right. and beauty in general, it dehumanizes you. And you kind of assume that, especially with the internet and the fact that it causes so much distance um, and yes, an illusion of proximity, it's kind of like you can just say anything and people just have to take right, it. Right, right, right. Um, which is why I'm such a proponent of bringing back world star hip hop, <laughs> even though I'm against violence, you know. Anyways. The threat, however, can uh, be uh, However, I think it's important to in terms of who is to be held in count accountable all of us like i don't this isn't just that as much as why is it sorry this is such a tangential point mm -hmm. why is it that when you say patriarchy people think you're saying men oh and you know and not a system when you say patriarchy as well people will be telling you're a radical feminist that wants to completely destroy the learn system. some new and, words oh and my learn the goodness you of hate men learn words please Anyways, um, <laughs> patriarchy is something that is internalized, handed down right. um, and taught by everybody, right? If you live in a, in a world that is governed by particular norms, values and processes, those are what you're going to pass down generationally. That is what you internalize and that is how you operate and navigate the mm -hmm. world. All of us, men, women, non-binary folk, all of us are dealing with these certain principles which we have been told, whether covertly or um, overtly, and this is how we're navigating the world. And this is how we're learning how we treat people, right? Um, and so in order for us to actually defeat these kind of internalized misogynistic ideas and ideals, we need to start having critical conversations with people who are well-learned. <laughs> and therein lies the crux Ex of the of the, uh, of the issue. Because it's not just... And when I say well-learned, I'm not just talking about access to... Um, canonized in intellectual academic right. rhetoric and language and all of that like you don't need all of that like we have that because we went to those institutions that's where we studied a lot of these theories right and so 
even in listening to us, please don't think, and it go back, goes back to what you said about like, me giving language to certain things or you giving language to certain things we just have it because we've been equipped with it but it doesn't make our voices more valuable to this conversation than people who may not have these words right one thing i think which is really important for us to start doing and this is a core tenet of sisterhood we even write about it in our book is the value of lived experience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think if we don't start coming into these conversations desiring to seek a solution by even identifying that there is a problem in the first place when going to invalidate people's lived experiences which is why you'll see people on the tl where you it's very hard to have any nuanced conversation being like as much as this is your lived experience honey we don't care you know and it's like just because you you might not have experienced this it doesn't make it less real and it doesn't make it less valuable to the conversation so i think it's actually worth having conversations with each other which basically are like as much as we may not have the language or maybe if we, even if we do, this is what's happening in our world. And this is how it's actually affecting us as well as women. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, us have chucked it up to the game is the game. And we are kind of like, and, and this is why I have sympathy for the pick means because they do think they're doing someone a favor, right? They do think that, you know what, this we've gone into the world. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. learned how men think, what men want or what the world wants from us. And you know what, maybe resistance to this mm-hmm. is too much effort mm-hmm. compared to just compliance. Mm-hmm. And so let's comply. And you know what, I kind of get the mindset. Not everyone's a revolutionary, you know? And also some people to actually go against the grain poses way more of a threat than it does um, for other people, right? right? So right. like for us, we're living in very... I guess, postmodern societies where it's like to be a feminist, to have all of these, you know, opinions, it's not going to get your head chopped off. Mm-hmm. But there are literal places where your head will be chopped off. 110%. You know, and so as much as we can be like, oh, pick me, pick me, I'm very much against it too. Don't don't get me wrong. But I get where it's coming from. I do think there is a place where we need to step beyond that, which says what is the protections for women mm-hmm. for them to start thinking critically about society mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. resisting a lot of the oppressive systems which they are under. And also, do we consider these things to be just people being sensitive or actually do we do we actually consider the status quo as something that should be confronted and a lot of us have just accepted it It was like this is the world operate in the world this way it's like no the world is what we make it and you can call me naive you can call me whatever but I think we're we're sitting in a society right now where people decided they were going to confront certain things they were going to take issue with certain things and they fought for that as uncomfortable as it was whether it was just in their home Mm -hmm. in their community Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. in the wider world right I think we also need to be women who are radical enough to be like yo let's have a conversation about our relationship with beauty our relationship with love our relationship with um, affection and also our relationship with each other Mm. and the way we treat each other and why we feel comfortable doing certain things so i think we need to start problematizing certain Mm -hmm, behavior mm -hmm. when you hear a certain thing you need to be bold enough to be like hey babes i think you you were trying to do something there but it didn't land did not land the way you think it did and this is why right and not coming on a am coming to school you kind of vibe but on a let's have a conversation about this because similarly we may have been enlightened or become privy to certain information Mm -hmm. but before that we were also victims of the same mindset, right? We were also in turn, and even till now, there are some things which we may discover that we do was like, that might be some internalized right, misogyny right, right, right there, right, you right, know? Right, right. And it's a continual um, self-evaluation, but it doesn't have to be just self-evaluation. It could be us evaluating each other and being like, you know what, to help you advance in your mindset um, for your safety and my own and your children's <sighs> own, I need to 
problematize some of your thinking yeah. and problematizing it doesn't mean i'm canceling you and i think that's where a lot of these things go the next step is you're canceled you know and it's like no let's actually take time to educate each other and have conversations mm. but a huge part of i mean 51 percent of having conversations is listening if you're not ready to listen to people's lived experience and what they have to say about these things, we're not going to get very far right. in solving these problems. And I, I will be adamant in saying a lot of these thought processes we have are a problem. If you're in somebody's TikTok comments talking about you don't deserve this, you have a problem. If you have a problem and you are a problem. And we need to discuss it. <laughs> we need to discuss it. I, I'm sick that of seeing so people funny. running helter skelter over the internet right the thinking community. that thank you thinking that the digital we world do that and here. the digital streets are something you can run wild on because you can hide behind some kind of anonymity i need us to start addressing people with confidence <laughs> no 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 i do i do i do i do i do and i want us to equip the sisters with that because that i need so us funny. all to be you know me i've got a bit of policing yeah 100 I, I need us to start being Fun like fact, hey, if courtney courtney's meant to be in another world in another life she's meant to be part i of am the luther literally <laughs> behavioral analysis you behavioral yep yep i am minds, and I, I will actually never let that go i love that part <laughs> of me because that's the part of me that's like no we need to start telling people what you were doing is wrong stop it <laughs> jail stop that you're going to jail <laughs> literally i i feel like we need to start having those conversations which are like why is this a problem and it's right, not me right. attacking you it's us attacking this very vicious part of society right and as much as people are like oh but who is society it's all of us so anyone can get this yeah smoke. you can get this smoke. your parents your brother your sister your friends it can be like you know what when you said this or when you did this or thinking like this is is not it that's not it and you may not have the language but then you go on that journey of conversation and that journey of learning each other but men women everyone who upholds the society that we live in and have a duty to each other to actually care <sighs> How about yourself? What do you I think the think solution is? I think that was wonderful. Man. I think beyond conversations, people do need to get hit. No, I'm, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. But I didn't say it. But we don't advocate for violence on this podcast. At I know. We're just sort of like, that's so contradictory. You know, yes, somebody, it is. Somebody go make a sound bite yeah, and be like, that's so contradictory. And this is why nuance is very important and critical thinking. And we and don't. also, this is why you need to allow us to be wrong. 100%. We are not the be or end all of your. We are Jeez. not your. Um, your what do you call this it benchmark of morality this, <laughs> this is also another thing right we are imperfect people look I, I, and it's so frustrating because we have to always constantly reiterate this thing especially i think that's part of the pros and cons of doing like long-form mm. content or like cultivating community on spaces that are just not ripe mm. for nuanced conversation because you say these things and it's like it can be taken out of context or sound bites or whatnot and folks automatically think that they have a read on you and your entire situation yeah. your entire life yeah, in the yeah. same way you'll post a post on instagram and people think they know everything about your life or you'll post something on twitter and all of a sudden like we're tearing you down or we're canceling you because you are Man. bad a bad person <laughs> so i think when we say nuance and critical thinking it's not out of a you know we're educated and it's not out of a pretentiousness right it's a we actually want more for our community. Yeah. We want more. And we actually have the desire to see resolution, right? We're not just trying to cast out the pick me's or mm, cast out the folks mm, that are mean mm, for no reason, yeah. but actually we want to see resolution, which I think is actually very radical in today's internet streets yeah. where it feels like everybody is trying to operate and re-perpetuate power dynamics Good. where they're on top. And Good. it's tiring. Very like exhausting. these conversations, the reason why they're so cyclical and 
boring yeah. i don't know about you guys i am bored of those conversations mm. is because no one's trying to actually look for solution or resolution people are only talking to hear the sound of their own yeah. voice and hear the sound of the fact that they're right and the majority of people don't even think there's a problem they don't even think there's an issue and i think it's it if you are going to enter a uh, conflict if you are going to enter disagreement then you better come equipped right you better come equipped it's like stepping into a warfare with no guns no nothing to like defend yourself no yeah, shield just vibes just vibes and thinking that you're going to survive this thing you won't by the time we catch you yeah <laughs> we you won't i wanted to this is a battle that you will not win by the time that we catch you That's and don't so think funny. that because folks random folks on the internet are egging you on and supporting that particular viewpoint that you have shared don't think that their support is indicative of whether what you're doing is actually morally right mm. right i think sometimes we can mm. get swept up in this is a popular topic so let's right. all demonize or jump or on this or, opinion right popular opinion don't think that because the, the opinion is popular that it's right yes good. there are many people that have been vindicated mere hours later so there's another <laughs> <This you>. thing <laughs> this you don't let this you be you be you okay there this is you? There is real profit in taking your time mm. to really figure out what response you will have. I think the the time for like processing yeah. how you want to respond to things has shortened. Definitely. I think also because, you know, we're getting used to consuming shorter things and we're so used to like feeling that our emotions and our yeah. the way that we, we want to um, express ourselves needs to be validated yeah. that we're quick to speak. Yeah. But we're so, so, so slow to you, listen. You know why that is? Because people have considered wise things foolish and foolish things wise. Unbelievable. If you take time to be like, I'm going to take a step back, maybe read up a little bit, maybe come up with, gather my thoughts, get rid of the, you know, initial emotions. Before I respond to you, people be like, ooh, you a pussy. You are scared. Oh my God. You and it's like, you guys think that foolishness is wisdom. And you guys are all mad. And don't think... Oh. Delivery is very important. And the older that I get, the more I realize that delivery is just as, if not more important than the content. 100%. Some folks will come up here, not only on Beyonce's internet, but also in real life. Mm. And their delivery of specific points that are not only wrong, but problematic. And loud. And loud is actually so bad that even the point, if there was even a nuance or some kind of yeah. like, I, you know, that point was actually landing... It went so helter-skelter that... Have you ever seen those planes that have been, like, yeah. blown off course? The, your plane has blown off course. Terrible. Your plane has... Bl and also, really consider, what is the intention behind my response? Right. I think for a lot of us, we can think and automatically assume that because of our values, oh, I'm this kind of person. I know myself. My friends know me, ETC. I know my own reputation. I can say what I want on the internet. Or, like, I can say what I want. Right. It doesn't work that way. When you interact with different individuals, especially strangers, because that was what hurt me. It's like, you don't know anything about these yeah. women, yeah, yeah, anything yeah. about their lives, anything yeah. that they've been through. You don't know anything about their triggers. You don't know anything about the correct way to come to mm. them. You don't know anything about the plight that they've been going through. You don't know anything about their insecurities and you think it's appropriate to come on this internet and tell her all sorts of things like, how dare you be with this person that obviously loves them? Is it a sickness? It is. It's is a it, problem. Is it, and this is not even therapy that you should see. No, this no, is no. real like... Psychiatric help. <laughs> because... Somebody needs to tell you, like, I don't know if it's that we don't have enough people in our real life community to check us. Yeah. Right. And it reminds me of something that you told me that has mm. stuck with me all the time when you went to go and see Chimamanda. Mm. And it's you, you speak a certain way and you behave a certain way when you know you're loved at yeah, home. Yeah. 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 
based on this week's festivities <laughs> and last Loveless week's festivities, people. it feels as though people do not have access to that love, which is why they're mad at seeing some of these depictions Because the of love. internet is a loveless place. Crazy. And it's a, it's a culture and an environment which we have allowed to become a monster. Like this idea and it comes back to that thing you were saying about recreating certain power struggles where you are on on top crazy the search for power often one of the first things that is sacrificed is the ability to have compassion think about when people go to war right and mm. they're they're warring for their survival there's a level of compassion that you have to abandon in order to be able to kill somebody especially for self-preservation, right? Mm. And I think a lot of us are in the internet because we are so used to offline being the runt of the litter or being the one who has been abused or spoken to some way or bullied or whatever. Um, we go to the internet searching for power. And unfortunately, we can then reconstruct, or in, in fact, create new images of ourselves which do not match up to who we are in offline first of all because a yo. lot of these people who are chatting rubbish would not come to your face and say that yo. right um but you can reinvent yourself so much that it's like okay you've climbed to the top of this place of power completely having left so many dead bodies and casualties behind you wow. was it worth it right the internet and the culture, I really want to like write something on it, but like the internet and the culture that is created is creating some bad human beings. And it's not because the internet is bad. You guys know I love the internet. I love the World Wide Web. But boy, that is a very powerful tool. And if in the wrong hands of somebody with a bad heart, they're going to do some really bad stuff. Irreparable damage. Irreparable damage. Like, I just need all of us to be checked in real life. Like, really, really checked. There, look, I've said it before. There are some times where, like, if I know I'm getting hot and I want to respond to something that's a bit rude, yeah. I'll be like, Courtney, read this. Let but me know. But that's because you're wise. <laughs> some of us are wise. Every other person of our wise. Thank you, me. Thank you, me. <laughs> no, I, I think our generation's like, problem is also the fact that we despise wisdom. And I think it's also the fact that we think that we know it all. Yes. Because Which is a part of foolishness. As much as, as much as like there's so much slander, especially around like our parents' generation and the yeah. way that they did stuff, some of our parents, when it comes to comporting themselves in public and engaging with other people, they may have had too much of it, but they certainly had shame. <sighs> they certainly had shame because my I just my. for the pick me's out there, honestly, like my <laughs> my heart. Not a letter to, to the pick me. A letter to the pick oh, we should even do that, right? A series, <laughs> a letter to the pick me's. But really, really consider is what you're doing or what you're saying going to build or to destroy? Mm. And I think because what hurts me is when you see folks that are vocal on the internet or they're sharing something that's divergent from internet thinking. Mm. The first quip that people are quick to go to is around looks. Mm. Like whether you're pretty or whether you're considered unconventionally mm -hmm. attractive, if you have a voice on mm -hmm. the internet as a woman, mm -hmm. whether it's internalized misogyny or not, mm -hmm. it's a, uh, you ain't even cute anyway. So Facts. how dare you speak? Facts. Or you're just a pretty girl. What do you know? Right. So it's like, you can't win either way. What do you want me to do at this intersection, yeah. my friend? Yeah. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. But before we do wrap up this episode, I did want to kind of end on a more practical, right. I guess, happier note. Nah. Because this is, a, <laughs> this is a heavy one that we could probably do like, you know, chapters, oh, seasons, all that kind of stuff. Series. Sisters, let us know because we are currently, I mean, we're coming up to the end of the season. Ooh, we are season coming up four. to the end and... The next season is looking hot. 
Man. So please let us know what kind of series you'd like to see, what new bits of content you'd like to see. But before we get into that, yeah. Miss Courtney, yeah. for the girls out there that are struggling with insecurities, mm. confidence issues, or feeling as though it's a real burden to live mm. up to these standards or these shifting goalposts, what are some words of encouragement or some words of kind of like wisdom that you'd share with them? You need to go on a journey, a personal journey of not caring about what everyone has to say and finding yourself around people whose opinions deserve your care. You need to find friends who you believe have love for you, Mm -hmm. affection for you, who can support you, praise you, um, who can see well past just what you look like, whether you are conventionally beautiful, whether you feel attractive, you don't feel attractive, whatever you look like. People who can just appreciate you for you because you are so much more than just what you look like. Surround yourself with those people and care about their opinions of you. And I think you'll be shocked to find that they don't really care too much about how you look. Now, they may have some words of advice, like, sis, your breath smells, fix it, (laughs) or stuff like that. And you should accept that because those are people who genuinely want the best for you. But people who are constantly, you know, nitpicking at you or simply you're so conscious about the way you look when you're around them are they really your friends Mm, right a friend is so much what's so beautiful about it is this is person this is a person who has decided to do life with you without being attracted to you right without receiving that kind of right uh affection from you or reciprocate not reciprocation that kind of servitude from you, they're not receiving it, right? That's not a benefit that they get from you. Mm. They're deciding to be with you because of your entire personhood. And this is why you should also go and listen to that episode we did about the girl who was like her friends aren't baddies or whatever. Yeah. Um, because it will give you insight into the sort of friends that you do and do not want around you. But I think it's important to pick your friends wisely and to give your friends and to only think highly of the opinions of people who you have, you have discerned actually care for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of divorcing yourself from like, you know, these patriarchal standards or these, you know, typical capitalistic standards of beauty, it comes down to the way you curate your social media feeds, the things that you incline your ears to hear mm. um, and that the representation on your screen, you know, do you feel an overwhelming pressure to look a certain way? It's probably because of the things that you are consuming. Um, change that (laughs) i think you should change that (laughs) no thanks for that and i think um first of all i just agree with everything that you said find people in real life that actually love you yeah like simple as it sounds it's so lacking in today's society that is very upsetting worrying when you perceive the difference right Mm. i feel like i can tell when somebody doesn't have a lot of folks that love them and it's not necessarily that you need a lot but you do need a few people that love you because as we always state on this podcast you cannot do life alone um but i think to add to that as well i would definitely encourage you to actually spend some time liking yourself Mm. i think sometimes when we in addition to the whole curation of the social media feed and stuff, sometimes when we take such preventative measures, we also need to pair them with proactive measures, Mm. which are around, do I actually like myself? Because I found that in today's society, a lot of people don't actually like themselves. And it's from that place of disliking yourself Mm. that you're able to project onto other people. So spend some time liking yourself, doing the things that you actually enjoy. Spend some time with yourself. We often go on like solo dates or do things that we like by ourselves and we enjoy our Mm -hmm. own company. Mm-hmm. so spend some time actually liking yourself because at the end of the day you can't escape your body you really can't definitely definitely do that 
And I would also say make peace with the fact that the more confident that you become, the more feathers you're going to ruffle mm. because there are a lot of insecure people or there are a lot of people that are not actually dedicated to, you know, going on this journey with you. Run with the runners. That's good. Okay. If you are finding people that will pop up because oftentimes when we do the whole self-confidence glowing and growing there will be some folks or friends that will pop up and they're kind of like uh who does she think she is with all this swag and confidence <laughs> if somebody is out here trying to put a lid on that level of swag that you're now finding yourself with they gotta go they have got to go or at least you need to address it with them first and see if it's something that you know you guys can can fix up but realistically focus on yourself focus on building that confidence up focus on running with the runners um and you'll find that you're environment is so pivotal to the way that you perceive yourself mm. as well there's lots of sisters in the tms community that are doing the glowing and growing thing yeah. and one thing that i'm actually super happy about with this community is we've actually seen people become really good friends Very from good being friend. a part of this community friends yeah. that love each other friends that actually go to see each other support each other you can find new friends or at least continue to build those existing friendships with people that are dedicated to you becoming your best self. So really try your your hardest to surround yourself with those kind of people um, and take your time too. It will be really difficult to change overnight and don't expect this to be a linear journey as well. There are still some days where, you know, we'll wake up and we're like, damn, I am down bad For or like, real. I don't like this about myself For or real. maybe this could be different. Remember that those are moments mm. and they are not indicative of who you are as a person. Entirely, yeah. So even as you're saying, oh man, I'm down bad. Remember that this too will pass. Mm. Um, that's a word. That's a, And that's the word in the word. That's you see what word. I did there, guys? Mm -hmm. If you'd like to donate to my... Um, <laughs> I could say sermon here. I could say ministry. I could equally say my rap. But if I were to say rap, then Courtney will obviously say that I am this on is the a rap. Um, you know that somebody was like, oh, we should do like a, not a rap battle, a spoken word type oh. rap, something speak easy for TMS as oh. one of our <laughs> your face. I'm not actually against I that. Saw it. This, is, this could be my the moment. sisters are full of talent, man. This could be my moment. Yeah, it could be. Your so, debut. My debut. <laughs> Sisters, please, please <laughs> chime in on the conversation. We want to know, what do you think about pretty privilege? Yes. Is it only pretty girls that deserve nice things? What mm -hmm. do you think about mm -hmm. internalized misogyny, mm -hmm. the pick me's and mm -hmm. all the trifling fellas out there that are upholding patriarchy? Oh that's, a, that's a lot. We're expecting to see essays. <laughs> essays. But other than that, make sure that if you would like to be part of these conversations, you are up to date on the social of the medias at to my sisterhood on pretty much everywhere. everything instagram twitter tiktok linkedin Come we're on. on every single <laughs> social site every social site you could think of there's there. two my sisters there and of course come and follow us individually on our glowing and growing journey because we are still glowing and we are still growing yeah. baby and the lovely at cd Barteng, the entrepreneur the youtube extraordinaire the just everything she's everything and more so make guys. sure that you follow her follow her personal channel follow Thank her on instagram you. twitter on everything and of course come and say hi to me on my personal channels yes. you can follow me on instagram twitter linkedin at renee kapuku come on somebody sisters we hope that you all get plugged into what is happening over here at the sisterhood because a lot is happening and if you don't want to miss a beat come you on. need to be signed up to the mailing list okay to my you've already seen we rock with our mailing list girls heavy so make sure that you don't miss anything but also that you get weekly glowing and growing tips don't worry we won't spam you 
we just send you nice things we send you nice things because yeah. you deserve you nice deserve things because you're pretty then we, come on somebody okay. but sister we hope that you had a great time over here with us on today's episode and that you listen to more definitely rate us five stars on all podcast streaming platforms make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel here and we'll talk to you very very soon we hope that you have an amazing week and as always keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com